Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host Joey. No chill, Prano. Hello, Andy. Why are you mocking me, Joseph? No, I just like to give a little something for the YouTube viewers. You know, get, get that YouTube bump. So now, already, people listening on audio have no idea what we're talking about. They're gonna have to go to the video. So it's it's planned. Totally planned. I feel you. Yeah. Smart move. Get the people over. I think personally, you should watch on YouTube and listen on audio. I think you should sync it. Double down. I think you should listen to the audio while you watch YouTube. Don't use the YouTube audio because it's not as crisp. Use audio from your headphones and then watch the YouTube video, which t- is going to take some syncing up. But you know what? I think it's worth it. Yeah. Wow. It's worth it. It's like going to the baseball game and listening to the radio broadcast. That was an old Walt Ruther move. Yeah. It's a Ruth. Uh, by the way, I think I got to start. Um, I know I'm sort of dropping this on you the last minute, um, but it has to be said. I think the earlier we get it out, the better. Um, this is the last episode that I am doing at my current rate. Um, I want $6,000 an episode moving forward. Six grand. Or I hold out. That's it. So I've said my piece. We're, we're going to do the show here, and it's going to be fun, and it's going to be fine. I'm excited to work with you, but I can't put my body and my mind at risk in this month's studio every episode when, you know, there is no retirement fund. There is no, uh, you know, there's nothing set up for me. Should I get injured in the workplace? You just discard me. I want $6,000 an episode. And um, I hope that uh, you and my representation can um, work out a deal that is uh, bountiful for both of us. Well, I will rebut that by saying I would like $6,000 an episode well, as well. Show, so, you know, get your $6,000 look. I would know? like that as well. Yeah, I hope, and I hope you get it. I would like us both to make $6,000 an episode. I, I hope you get it. But uh, this is the last episode I do with that. For not for less than six thousand dollars. Okay. Now, if you want to offset, if, if our fans want to help offset that cost, obviously I'm on Venmo. That's helpful. Patreon. But Patreon. A little Patreon. Yeah. Uh, the Thust Fund. But uh, yeah, that's it. Now you might think that's a uh, that's an absurd number. Yeah. But um, I saw Dak Prescott ask for forty million, and uh, I actually think I'm I'm lowballing myself now at this point. Yeah. If Dak Prescott thinks he's worth forty million, I think six grand an episode is a Steal of a deal. Forty million. Yeah. Dak Prescott wants. Mm-hmm. Uh go home, Dak. You're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be playing while drinking. I don't know. I don't care if it's white claws, if it's uh, you know, Michelob Ultras, uh, I don't know if he's having vodka Red Bulls, but uh go home, you are actually drunk. I just don't know where this number comes from. I don't know if this is his agent, this is his family, this is him, his friends. I don't know where he came at this number from. 
Because if you compare it to other quarterbacks, now it was leaked yesterday, he was offered $30 million yeah. in Dallas Cowboys. And a lot of former players think that's absurd. Yeah. I think that's absurd. Now, I understand that there is, you know, you're comparing yourself to other quarterbacks and what they get paid, but it's almost like, it's almost like, you know, comparing like what your girlfriend is asking for to like what your friends gave their wives. Like just cause my friend fucked up doesn't mean I'm going to fuck up. Yeah. Like just cause my friend spent $200,000 on a wedding doesn't mean I'm going to spend 200 cause he regrets it. He wishes he had that money back. Why am I going to make the same? Your, your argument for why you should get 30 million isn't well, Kirk cousins got 30 million. Yeah. The Vikings are drunk. I, just because the Vikings are out there making fucking horrible decisions doesn't mean that we have to double down and be like, oh, well, if everybody's in the horrible decision-making game, I guess that's what's happening. Just because the Seattle Seahawks like took everything that made Russell Wilson a successful quarterback and made it not possible ever again by giving Russell Wilson a ton of money doesn't mean— Well, I wouldn't say ever again. Doesn't you mean, don't know. Doesn't mean that we should do the same thing. We watched him win a Super Bowl with a great defense and a great offensive line and a great running back. And since he's gotten his money, they don't have a great defense. Dak Prescott came in the league, well, went, went, went 13-3 and three on a rookie deal with Zeke on a rookie deal and the best offensive line in football. And how have the Cowboys done since then? He's gone 13-3, and 9-7, and 10-6. and six. This... I mean, this should be called Russell Wilsoning. Yeah, but here's the difference. Russell Wilson just got his deal. Your boy. <laughs> hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Difference is he's your boy. He is my boy. Yeah. Are their first three years comparable? Sure. But hold on. The difference is Russ's new contract is after seven years. Yeah. So Russ has now shown he Well, he also got he's got he has one contract. He had got. He's already gotten paid. Now this is his big, big pay. Sure, sure. But that's my point: is that Russ is making about thirty-five million, which, like yourself, I don't agree with because, as we've seen, a lot of these guys are overpaid, and then it handicaps the rest of your team, and you can't add quality players at different positions. Blah blah blah. So I don't think Russ should have made thirty-five million. But I also think again, Russ has an extra four years. On Dak, so it's confusing because Dak is saying, "Okay, Russell gets thirty-five million a year. They're going to offer him thirty, which would have made him a top-five paid quarterback." And he basically said, "F you to the Cowboys." I don't know what he wants, especially. Let's not forget Zeke is trying to negotiate his star running back, so he's basically saying, "I want all the monies. You're not eating Zeke. I'm eating." Here's. The question that I pose for you. These guys are all getting the most money that they've that anybody's ever gotten, right? Sure. Every deal is a new deal. Who's gonna make more money when their career is over? Russell Wilson or Tom Brady? Tom Brady's never been the guy who has more money than anybody in the league. He's never been the guy who's setting a fucking record. In the end, he's gonna make more money than all of these guys. 
because he's kept himself in a position with that team to make a, a lot of money, but not the most money, which leads to his team being successful, Yeah, which leads to it being very hard to get rid of a guy when they're still winning. Meanwhile, Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson and Matt Stafford and Matt Ryan and these guys who and Kirk Cousins who demand all the money and then do not deliver in the form of winning championships or winning playoff games for that matter or at some point you go well how long do we ride the Kirk Cousins experiment and the Redskins are proof that they're not going to ride it forever they kept making him a top five quarterback with the franchise tag and then they were like he didn't get it done and he didn't get it done and he didn't get it done fuck it we're out and Again, you're putting yourself in a position to win by having a low-cost player at the highest value position. We've talked about this at length. Tug and I uh, woke up the rest of the mainstream media to it. But quarterbacks on rookie deals, being able to have superstars and big free agents around them at other positions is a fucking strategy. Now, yeah. I believe that Aaron Rodgers deserves his money. And I believe that Drew Brees deserves his money. And I believe that Pat Mahomes will eventually deserve his money. I don't believe that you're putting yourself in the best position to win by giving Dak Prescott $30 million or $40 million. Here's what I'll say about Dak. And I think it, it's a bad idea for Dak. I like Dak. I'm not saying I love him. A lot of people have been critical. I like Dak as a quarterback. Don't love him. I like him. But the numbers don't lie. Never thrown for 4,000 yards in his first three years. Never thrown for 25 touchdowns. Let, let me just read how many points the Cowboys scored last year. Yeah, but I would, I would, I would wonder, do you think Tom Brady threw for 4,000 yards in his first three seasons? No. Fair enough. Right? Like, part of not having inflated stats is having a good team. Yeah. Right? We can run the ball. We can play defense. We don't need to fucking... We're not chasing points at the end of every game. So he's not having to throw his way into it. There are there are outliers in, like, the Drew Breeses who are going to... Where you're building your entire offense around the idea that we're going to pass the ball every fucking down. Sure. But... And I've said this on the show before. Show me the league's leading passers that have Super Bowl rings in those seasons. How's our boy Phil Rivers, who's always fucking throwing the ball? How's our boy Drew? Drew Brees is an all-time quarterback. He has one ring and one Super Bowl appearance for a guy who's played 20 years. You could argue that with Aaron Rodgers as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's almost like you don't, necessarily want your quarterback well you want to balance the tax yeah but the reason they were able to do that when he f first came into the league and Zeke came in the same year is like your your two of your marquee players on offense are playing for nothing literal yeah. no money well I'm just they they struggled last year they got a lot better when they added Amari Cooper 
And obviously, they started off the year without Zeke. But listen to these. Listen to the number of points the Cowboys are scoring last year when it was on Dak's shoulders, when he didn't have his star running back. These are their first eight games, the points they score. Eight, 20, 13, 26, 16, 40, 7, 17. So, so, so my, my, my so point— Two games are over 25 points. Out of the first eight. You got to score, man. They 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 struggle. They struggle without Amari Cooper. Obviously, great addition to the team. They struggle without Zeke. It it goes back to the thing of game manager. Game everybody hears game manager and gets acts like it's a diss. Everybody hears system quarterback and acts like it's a diss. Tom Brady's a system quarterback. That system is fucking awesome. Russell Wilson's a game manager. He managed them to a Super Bowl because he had Marshawn Lynch and the best defense in football. This is not a diss, okay? The, you know, we always come back. I obviously always come back to my boy Eli Manning. Eli Manning had a great defense and game managed. And then also at, you add on to the fact that Eli Manning has proven in two Super Bowls that like, yeah, the defense was good, but defense wasn't dominating, but defense was good enough to keep him close. And then you add the clutch factor. We haven't seen anything from Dak that says he's worthy of $30 million. All that we've seen of Dak is if they have the best offensive line in football and he has a top five running back and they have a good to great defense, a good defense, I would say, that first year, not a great one. He can go 13-3 and three and what? Play in? Did they play in the NFC Championship game that year? Is that the one they lost to the... I, no, it wasn't the that, NFC yeah, Championship. Like, yeah, they lost to the Packers before that. It's yeah. a second-round game after a bye. They didn't win a playoff game. That was at home. Yeah, they didn't win a playoff game. And he won a playoff game last year. Right? At home against the Seahawks. Yeah. And then they got... Waxed by the Rams. Pretty much manhandled yeah. on the road. By a team that can score points. Yeah. They couldn't match the Rams. I just tweeted, not only do I think Dak deserves 30, not only do I think Dak deserves 40, I think he deserves 50, and I think he should get it over 10 years, give the man a half a billy, but I'm a Giants fan. So nothing in the world would make me happier than than Dak Prescott cutting 40 million, except Dak Prescott getting 50 million. Or sixty million, or seventy. I want Dak and Zeke to have all the money. What's not what uh, the- make them the highest paid duo in the history of professional sports in all regards? Make them owners. What doesn't bode well for Dak, and I alluded to it earlier. A lot of former players. That's not good. When there's a lot of guys who played at the game at a high level, are saying they could be just as good with. I saw I saw Bart Scott say something interesting. Bart Scott said, in fact, he even went one step further. The Cowboys are better with Teddy Bridgewater. Like, just on a talent level, not based on talent, no, no money whatsoever. But no. I think all, I think, yeah, he played that into it. Talent, money, he's like, are they really going to miss a beat? If you take Teddy Bridgewater, is he still the backup for Drew Brees in New Orleans? Yeah. I, you know what? I got to say, like, that's. No offense to Bart Scott, who's obviously you know played in the league, been around the league, and maybe knows Teddy Bridgewater a little bit better than I do. 
Teddy Bridgewater almost seems like the guy that they plug into this situation as like the could be Teddy Bridgewater. Like, what did what did Teddy Bridgewater do? Teddy Bridgewater was on the fucking Jets and couldn't win the starting job. Teddy Bridgewater was on the Vikings and got replaced by Case Keenum, and they were immediately a lot better. So like, let's maybe maybe t- like I get I get that people want to take player X who could just come in and do the job, but maybe Teddy Bridgewater yeah. isn't the guy to choose. Well, I've never like te- I don't te- I don't think Teddy Bridgewater threw for three thousand yards, you know, or yeah. four thousand yards. Again, I'm not saying I necessarily agree. Right. I just think that there are people who I think if you put in Dak's position with again last year the defense came along, Zeke comes back from suspension, but this idea this idea that he turned down thirty million is ludicrous. And I, by the way, again, I also fully understand the um you know you got to get paid these guys can get hurt at any time they can sure. get cut at any time they can retire at any time i'm all about that but i actually think financially for Dak's sake if you wanted to make as much money as possible hampering his team with his contract hurts him in the long run because he reeks of a guy who gets forty million over however many things that they're doing it, and then three years in, when they aren't competing because of his money yeah. and Zeke's money, they cut him. They move on, and he he walks with his he walks with his signing bonus money, but they then he has to go and take three million dollars to go to jump onto some other team, it, which in the end, if you just play for twenty-two million for the rest of your life. You are. You're basically saying twenty. Even let, let, let's just round it down for easy math. You say twenty million. Let's say eight years. It's one hundred and sixty million versus him wanting forty. Does he play four years at forty million? Exactly is the question. Exactly. What do you pay him? You're Jerry Jones. Well, the idea that he balked at thirty. I, first of all, I wasn't even. I'm not. If I'm Jerry Jones, I wasn't even at thirty. Yeah. So Jerry Jones is already more generous and dumb than I am. So I'm not going in there at thirty. Uh, I got to look at the fucking. I got to look at the league, and I got to. And and again, if I'm going in, if I'm the GM, I'm going in, and I'm I'm showing him where the guys in the league are getting paid, and I say, "Are you better than this guy, or are you not better than this guy?" And and also, I'm taking a highlighter and going, "Sorry." Kirk Cousins is, isn't up for discussion. We're not just talking about Kirk Cousins because just because the Vikings are fucking stupid yeah. doesn't mean that I'm going to be stupid. Yeah. Okay. The Vikings were on the verge of the Super Bowl a couple years ago, paying Case Keenum nothing. Now they're paying Kirk Cousins, and the Vikings didn't make the playoffs. So let's take people who are proving my point out of the discussion of you know, am I better or worse than them? And also, is Dak Prescott better than Kirk Cousins? I don't know, nor do I care. I know he's better at his value until he wants $30 million. And then I'm like, you are Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I, I love... I would lean towards $25 million. Yeah, I love, as a New York Giants fan, give Dak all the money. Uh, and when and when you're coming in to negotiate and you're going, well, this is what Carson Wentz got paid. 
I'm a, I'm pro paying a guy who can't finish any season as much money as you can possibly pay him. I'm a New York Giants fan. I'm telling you honestly, I'm happy that the Philadelphia Eagles got rid of the guy with veteran experience, let him leave, and paid a ton of money to a guy who has not yet to finish an NFL season. And I love the idea that Dak wants is turning down 30, and I hope that before the season's already over, uh, Dwayne Haskins, who threw two picks in his first preseason game, I hope he demands $25 million before he steps on the field. Let's go. The Cowboys have a pretty good team. They went 10-6 and six last year. They did win a playoff game. My point is this. They have a, a pretty good team, but now you have your two-star players in contract disputes. And you gave up first-rounders for Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. So there go a couple of low, low-paying blue chippers over things, the next couple of years. Things could change very quickly. Of course they can. That we've seen it all around the league. Yeah, we've seen it literally all around the league. Tons of teams have given a bunch of money to a guy who. It, again, it's not about where you are. It's about your value. I'm ranking you in terms of your value. When it comes to, you know, I'm not the world's biggest Tom Brady fan. I'm not. But in the system that he's in and the fact that he gives them a deal, Tom Brady might be the most valuable player. He might be giving you the most four-year dollar spent. I don't think there's a might. He is, without a doubt. In in terms of the dollar spent, now... uh, Like, like if you looked uh, at a return uh, on... Patrick Mahomes is the most valuable player. Okay. He's on a rookie deal. Sure. And he's the best quarterback. Arguably one of them. You know, he's a top five quarterback for sure. And he's making the least money. I know, but I'm saying overall, if you look at a career, it's only going to be his second year. Return on investment, it's got to be Brady. Nine Super Bowl appearances, six titles. Yeah. It's got to be Brady. Unreal. This is so wild that all this is happening. Give the man half a billy. <laughs> I'm like fucking. I'm like. I hope. I hope they. Like. I get hard at the idea of them giving him thirty five. I can't million. remember the last time a team's quarterback and running back. Oh, I love it. We're both in contract disputes. Less than thirty days before the season starts. And 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 by the way, I love like I get actually rock solid at the idea of like. The Giants winding down Eli Manning's career, taking a quarterback that has earned, you know, in with two Super Bowl MVPs, the right to ask for a certain amount of money. The Giants winding down on that and about to be on the uh, on the end of we're going to we're going to have a quarterback that's playing at a at a low number and taking that and doing what the Giants have always done, which is stack their defensive line and to go up against the Dallas Cowboys who have overpaid Zach or Dak and Zeke simultaneously. Like, what does your offensive line look like after you overpay both of those guys? Well, I'm going to bring up this year's starting quarterbacks. Let's just put it in comparison. I'm just going to pull it up here real quick, and then we'll move on to uh, Antonio Brown discussion. These are the quarterbacks for the 2019 and their salaries. Number one is Matt Stafford at 29 and a half million. Kirk Cousins, 29 million. Andrew Luck, 27.5 million. Aaron Rodgers, 26.5 million. Russell Wilson, 26.5 million. 
Ben Roethlisberger, 26.5 million. Or 26.2, sorry. Eli, 23.2. Cam, 23.2. Philip Rivers, 23. Drew Brees, 22. Derek Carr, 22.5. And Tom Brady, 21.5. So, of that list, which is... It's 14 quarterbacks that I listed? Yeah. Who is he better than? This is a legitimate question. Of that list, and I, and I know this doesn't account for the, their future deals yeah. that a lot of them have signed. Who is Dak Prescott better than on this list? Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins, Andrew Luck, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, Cam Newton, Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, Derek Carr, Tom Brady. I say nobody. Well, you said Kirk Cousins, maybe. 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 Yeah. And 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 honestly, that's why that and this is like maybe, okay? Maybe. And also and and and, and by the way, I will say this. I will say I actually do think Dak is better than Kirk Cousins, but I just think I think he's better. But but here's here's why I think he's better is because I want a quarterback who is fine with being a game manager. Kirk Cousins, it, it just seems to me like Kirk Cousins has always put up big passing stats. And honestly, he's always put up big passing stats, chasing points at the end of games on the Redskins and on the Vikings. So to me, like, again, Kirk Cousins is like empty numbers. So that's why I would take But this, this proves my point on the quarterback value situation. I actually think... If you took those 14, uh, that list of 14, and you flipped it entirely upside down, it's closer to a, a, a correct ranking of quarterbacks than if you have it right side up. Well, I know number 14 on that list was Tom Brady. Right. But your top two are Stafford and Cousins. I like Matt Stafford, but Matt Stafford's not better than most of the guys on that list. Yeah. Most of the guys. Well, again, if I'm Jerry Jones, I push this list right in front of Dak. I push it in front of his agent, and I say, who of these guys are you better than? These are this year's 14 highest-paid quarterbacks. Who are you better than, dude? And his agent's going to say, well, who's Kirk Cousins better than? And you can say none of them, but he's still the second-paid, highest-paid quarterback, so if you want to pay for quarterbacks, you're going to do it. But again, my point would be, we're immediately I'm immediately gonna highlight to people go, do not use wrong decisions to justify this. Like the last person that you want to bring up in your contract negotiations with me as a GM is Kirk Cousins. Go, hey man, maybe don't bring up quarterbacks that were overpaid and may or may not have ruined their future of their team. I wouldn't oh, your your stats uh are almost identical to Russell Wilson through the first three years. That's not something you want to bring up in this because that's when Russell Wilson was winning a championship and getting to another Super Bowl. And since then, it's ten and six, and it's nine and seven, and it's wild card, and it's losing to you, and it's losing to this guy, and it's fucking. So I get that you want to show a comparison and say he's, but don't bring up the guy that's the that's the argument for why I'm not going to give you the money. Don't bring that guy up in the conversation. Yeah, from a leverage standpoint, Dak just doesn't have it. The numbers don't lie compared to other quarterbacks, compared to what he's done versus other guys. 
he doesn't have leverage. The only possible leverage is, again, this argument of overpaying a guy like a Kirk Cousins. That's the only leverage. But if Jerry Jones is smart and just says, yeah, I'm not the Vikings. End of story. Yeah. That was a bad deal. Yeah. You wouldn't even be playing right now if Tony Romo had been healthy. We wouldn't even know about this. We had a great team, and you could step in and be great in the first season. We'll do that again. Which, I, you know, we'll, we've gone down the quarterback fucking train a million times. But which, in my opinion, is what the fucking Seahawks should have done. Sold high. Not because, not because no, not because some draftee is going to be better than Russell Wilson, but because some draftee that you surround with great talent because you just traded Russell Wilson for five first rounders might be better. I don't think you can say that for Drew Brees. I don't think you can say that for Tom Brady. I don't think you can say that for Aaron Rodgers. But and and by the way, you might be able to say that for some of those guys at some point with their age. But the elites, there's elites and there's everybody else. Dak Prescott, you're not elite. You're not an elite quarterback. And you know what, Dak? Here's my last piece of advice for you as we move on. Just ask Campbell's for more money. Yeah, you're doing Campbell's commercials. I don't know what they're paying you. Ask them for more money, bro, because. Turning down $30 million is ridiculous. Asking for $40 million is even more ridiculous. Speaking of ridiculous, Antonio Brown has lost his goddamn mind. Although he has shown this afternoon in a breaking news tweet that he's, he's at least come back down to earth. But what portion of this I'm not playing without a new, without my old helmet? Apparently, he tried to paint his old Steelers helmet to be a Raiders like that. Yeah. I mean, we're doing arts and crafts now, bro. Bro, so the Steelers sent, not that the Steelers even sent him his old helmet, and then he painted it. Oh, he probably took it, right? I mean, they sent it to him? The, Is I, that I, the report? I think they sent it to him. <laughs> yeah. Who paid for shipping in that? <laughs> I mean, I'd imagine a football helmet's not cheap to ship. Who's paying that $50 fee? So Antonio Brown, this was right before we started going live, tweeted today, while I disagree with the arbiter's decision, arbitrators, not arbiter, that's a different word, I'm working on getting back to full health and looking forward to rejoining my teammates on the field. I'm excited about this season, appreciate all the concerns about my feet, and uh so of let, course. Let's a- let's do a scale. Let's do the Instagram, uh, you know, Instagram voting. You know, you, you know, you're the slider. Yeah. So let's put on on my end on the on this far left end. We've got this was truly about him wanting his helmet. And then on the other end of your slider is this is an a, like a total smokescreen about him just trying to get his fucking frostbitten feet healthy. That are yeah, that are fucking like <laughs> falling off his his body because he like climbed Everest in fucking snowshoes, like what where or where, can I can I offer a third? Yeah, a third up. Ooh, an X Y axis. And I I see a comment. Shout out to Jesus. And I and I've seen this also on Twitter a lot. I mean, this is crazy conspiracy. Hard knocks, producers, storyline, reality TV. Oh, I'm going 0% chance of that. You know why? Why? Because the Raiders or the NFL 
or Hard Knocks or HBO um, dropped the fucking ball in episode one. They didn't. They, if they want storylines, Richie Incognito tried to decapitate his father. <laughs> if they want storylines, Vontez Perfect uh, killed and, Antonio yeah. Brown, his yeah. new teammate. Yeah, killed Antonio Brown. And, and walks everywhere with a ball and chain on because he's an actual fucking chain gang criminal. Uh, Antonio Brown's frostbitten feet. Antonio Brown fucking not practicing. They didn't even, didn't even show highlights of him in the hot air balloon, did they? They didn't even talk about the fact that at the time, Antonio Brown was not practicing for the— They made it look like he was practicing. Yeah. We didn't have any. Com- we didn't get any backroom conversation about. Well, you know, his feet are. F- they, they didn't even say what was wrong with him, in the episode. Yeah, that's a good point. They were just like, "Oh, he's not ready to go." Why is he not ready to go? No one's talked about it. So, I don't know if this is the NFL or the Raiders or whoever saying like, "Hey, we're just not going to touch on certain things." I know it'd be better TV, but like, I wouldn't be surprised if. They have a whole episode where Gruden's like, I don't know why he's not here, but you know, not a grinder. I can tell you that much. Just not not out here grinding. I don't want guys who aren't ready to grind. And they're like, Well, where is he? It's like, oh, something about his, you know, something about his hat doesn't want to grind in it, you know. And it's like, I I think that uh, the ep- the first episode of Hard Knocks would be would have been totally different if some aspect of this was for, you know, show. So where do you stand? I'm lean. It hap- it 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 progressed so. Qu- I'm leaning toward. I'm a, I'm about. Uh, I'm just about a quarter of the way up off of. Uh, this was solely a, a a distraction for his feet. I agree. Yeah, I think it's most. It was mostly a distraction about his feet. Yeah. Maybe a little bit that he wanted that helmet and he was just going to use it as an excuse and he was going to ride it out as much as possible. But I think he was just trying to kill time. I mean, realistically, he's not giving up $30 million. Also, uh, spoiler alert, a lot of diva wide receivers don't practice, never have, never will. Plaxico Burris, fun fact about Plaxico Burris, never practiced in the NFL. How, how he managed to do that is remarkable. But And now you know, his mugshot is sitting right behind yeah. you on our wall. Okay, we're talking about practice. We're talking about mugshots. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was all cover-up for his feet. Now let's move to our resident Raiders fan. Yo, fool. Aaron Moharis twerks with wolves. Also, the claw dog. What do you call him? What's, what's, how many nicknames how many do you nicknames got? Have? I don't know, man. I, go with, I usually go with twerks with wolves, but uh, I think claw dog is more of a culture. Uh, than anything, so I, 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 I got I got to give a shout out to the claw dogs collectively. But I would consider myself a claw dog. Yeah, he, he's drinking a white claw as we speak. Yeah, yeah it's no. been a long day. This is now, like now he's just staying on brand. This is like this is like me with a Miller Lite. Did you hear him? It's been a long day. Yeah, yeah. I was I was mentoring young minds at Pepperdine today. Great. So. It's been a He's long like, day. well, today's first thing of member of mentorship. Uh, you're gonna have to drink a claw dog. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's how <laughs> no, we're you start. are claw dogs. You're gonna have to drink a white claw. Yeah, yeah. And what? become claw dogs. So you think it's all bullshit too? Antonio Brown's helmet Practice debacle. Practice law while drinking the claw. <laughs> his uh, his helmet debacle. Yeah, I think it's all. I think it's all bullshit. I I don't know where this guy gets off anymore. It seems like he's nonstop upset if he's not the center of attention. Um, and I am disappointed because I was such a huge Antonio Brown fan. I Bro, the season so hasn't excited. even started. But just attitude-wise. You want to you hear my take? Oh, you want that yeah. attitude? He's good for 1,200 yards and 
Oh, eight if he, touchdowns. If he wow, is, this I'm, is, I'm excited. This is, this is basically the complete opposite of your Odell Beckham take, which is he's good for the greatest wide receiver first five years in history, but like just too much drama, too much diva ship. No, we're talking numbers. I'm saying he's good for 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns. I mean, if he does that, yeah, I'll I'll be stoked on that. That'd be awesome. But it just seems, I don't know, like he's one of those guys that's just so bad for the locker room that it. I feel like it'll take a toll. I don't know. If he, I mean, he could prove me wrong, and I'll be pumped. But as of right now, like I don't know. None of this stuff is looking good. I just hope it makes for a way better I, show. I think if he's that bad, Gruden had his back. Yeah, well, we've also said I think I think Gruden's lost his uh, Gruden's lost his his edge a little bit. Gruden Gruden vouched for him. But what did he vouch for? That he wants his fucking helmet. Hey, guy wants his his helmet. You get you know this guy's out here grinding. Let him wear what he wants to wear. This is what Gruden said. Uh, and I and I pictured you saying this as John Gruden when I saw it. Um, he said that uh, I've got a feeling he would play with no helmet. So Gruden's basically saying he just wants to play, man. Well, prove that. He said I got a feeling he would play with no helmet. That's how much he loves to play. But I'm not going to put words in anybody's mouth. I don't know. Did you hear what Brady had to say today about the helmet? Tom Brady? Yeah, because they asked Brady. And Brady's like, Brady said he hated adjusting too. And that he had his helmet from all these Super Bowls. And it was tough to give up. And you just got to adjust. I I didn't know this was a thing. Apparently it's a thing for these guys. Yeah, look. They love their helmets. No, I am. As an athlete, I was also very particular. I didn't like wearing fucking... I didn't like having things on my wrists. I didn't like having shirts that were too tight or shirts that were too loose. You know, remember when LeBron ripped the uh, the 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 sleeved shirt? I can't even imagine. I'm not even joking. I can't. I would go 0 for 100 shooting in like a spandex sleeved basketball shirt. I want nothing to do with that. Um, so I get it, but at the same time, I think a lot of that's mental, and nothing lets gets you over mental more than. You don't have a choice. Yeah. Like, this, is, this isn't this is something you can argue about or not argue about. Like, you don't have a choice. Sure. You can't wear, you know, you can't wear a hook for a hand and fucking play in the NBA. Like, yeah. you just, like, there's just no, just, like, get, you have to get over it. You like, can't, you can't, you can't wear a hook? No. You sure about that? Pretty sure. Can't wear a hook for a hand. Well, it'll be a good hard knocks tomorrow, at least from a drum or will perspective. It? I don't know. Or will they just gloss over it? Like, he's still not here. I don't know where he's, he's out there. He's just, you know, he's probably just out there hot air ballooning like a grinder. <laughs> just if there's something I like in my grinders, it's hot air ballooning. How has the dating app grinder not had a deal with John Green? Yeah, right? How has this not happened? Do you think Gruden has to be aware that there is a gay dating app grinder, right? Somebody told him. Somebody had to have told him, right? Yeah. Like he needs to be doing an ad for a grinder. Yeah. I wonder how much money it would take. What's Gruden make? About ten million a year, right? Yeah, I think so. so. He's a huge deal. We're talking a lot about money this episode. How much money would John Gruden need to do a ad for Grinder? Can you imagine if he did it like the same way he did like the Antonio Brown coat? I think a lot of these guys would do without condoms. 
know, just I think they do it for the love. Just grinding. <laughs> just grinding on each other. Grind on each other with a grinder. And you know who'd make a great cameo? His son. Isn't it Deuce? Yeah. His ripped son. Yeah. It would be like, you know, that power top that you would see at Gold's Gym, that gay dude who's just ripped. And and his brother. Go out and find somebody that you can turn their skin red, like my brother playing coach for the Redskins. Get out there and pound them until their skin's red. No more using Redskins to talk about Native Americans. You used to talk about guys you pound on grinder. Rub each other raw. Derate us. <laughs> oh, dare I say we need, we need to film a sketch? Joe Prano is John Gruden doing a grinder ad. I think we just did. I think we just did it. Yeah, let's do it. Unbelievable. Yeah, I know, Prano. You make a good point. You think it's going to be a good episode, but yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. How does this play out? You know, Aaron's already, he's already thrown in the towel on his team. It's fucking August 12th. Yeah, you basically are. You basically get on the mic. You basically. That's not, I'm not throwing in the talent. I think they got all kinds of great talent that they You just put said bad in the locker room, all that stuff. But it doesn't mean I'm throwing in the towel. I mean, I predict the Raiders to go 19 and 0 every year. Actually, 23 and 0 every year, win every preseason game. And 19 and 0. Yeah. How many, how many white calls have you had today, bro? <laughs> I predict that every year um, since, since I've liked the Raiders. So Every since year. I, since I could talk. Who's your favorite Raider of all time? Ooh. Either Charles Woodson or Tim Brown, but probably Charles Woodson. You're too young for Tim too young Brown. For Tim Brown, but you but he should be your number one reader of all time. Also, Bo Jackson. I mean, come on. Yeah, I not love Bo if you're a Raiders fan. Um, you you had late they they did get a lot of late career Niners go across the bay. Got a little late career Rice. Got a little late career Ronnie Lott. That's right. I forgot Howie, Howie Long. I mean, Khalil Mack's got to be up there. I know he, I know you guys traded him, but it's got, yeah, I loved him when he was there, there. Right. Just heartbroken when he left, but I mean, I think, yeah, I'm still gonna go Woodson, but that's probably because I watched him the most. Yeah, love how he played. Romanowski was on the Raiders, right? Yeah, for a hot minute, right? He was mostly a Bronco. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say and, mostly and a Bronco. Kind of like ended his career with the Raiders there. Same with Jerry Rice. That was yeah. cool. Did Warren Sapp end his career in the Raiders too? Yeah. Dude, the Raiders is literally where people go to die. Yeah, yeah. Justin Tuck went Dude, there. The Raiders. That's right. The Raiders are the king of the NFL at finding guys that are on their way out and signing them to like a three-year deal every time. The only person who had like a rebirth was because uh, his trajectory. Did Randy Moss go Raiders the Patriots? Yeah. Yeah. He He's the only a, person who left the Raiders. But he did dip down at the Raiders, remember? Like he was he it was like his career was gonna be over at the Raiders, and then he went and scored like the most touchdowns in history when he got on the on the fucking Patriots. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The Raiders really is where people go to die. By the way, side note, I looked into White Castle. They don't sell them at Costco anymore. They do Sam's Club. I don't have a Sam's Club membership. So I'm gonna put it out right now. White Castle. Can you send some to California? We'll eat them live on air. We'll do a hard knocks review. Oh, some some of the frozen ones. Are you saying? Or you're a- yeah. See if White Castle can ship us some. Yeah. Or yeah. Like we could we could just I like I have somebody on the East Coast just go to fucking someplace and get it. Like your dad's got a Sam's Club card. Like Walt, ship us some fucking. Yeah, but I'll be honest, man. I don't cheat on Costco with Sam's Club. That's like a big deal for me now. But like also, I bet you they're in some supermarkets too, don't they're you not. think? I did my research. They're in like 7-Eleven, but you can't get the mega packs. Right. 
I mean, what am I going to walk into 7-Eleven on Lincoln Boulevard and walk out with, you know, 10 six-packs? Well, I, I, I could, I guess. What about this? What about just, like, what it just about, like, having Mikey go to the Bronx and get, like, four Crave cases and just, like, board a flight and get him, <laughs> get him here, like, four hours later? <laughs> Can you imagine how much that plane would smell? Just, like, bre- like fucking handcuffed to him like for like fucking money briefcases <laughs> sir what are the, what is in these carry-ons oh the entire flight would smell maybe we can get some this week you think uh, actually i don't think they are in the south because we're heading to texas amarilla on friday sarsaparilla and amarilla i'm That's what sa- ruther's gonna be drinking what's that it's like i mean sarsaparilla it's like a soda isn't it it's a root beer. I'm looking forward to it, man. We uh, we have a fun week planned. Actually, it's kind of really not been planned, and that's that's all on me. We have no place to stay yet, Joe Prano. Yeah. Uh, Anywhere? N- zero. Okay. Kind of wing it, but we we do uh, we do have things planned with the Sob Poodles, which I'm stoked about. Once again, DM me if you are going to go to the game on Saturday for uh, the night game, which is seven o'clock. Sob Poodles. And uh, after that, we will head down to Arlington and then Houston. We have not gotten tickets yet for those games, but I do know where we will get those tickets, Joe Prano. Seat Geek. Seat Geek. Not Geek Seat. Seat Geek. For those who get confused <laughs> and who are dyslexic. Guys, Geek see- Seat. Seat Geek, the only place you should be getting your tickets. It's the only place Joe and I get our tickets for sports, comedy, music festivals, you name it. Over 50,000 five-star reviews. How is that for customer satisfaction? I would say that is very, very good. I was looking at SeatGeek last night because I put out a tweet. You know, I said, I'm, I'm making a stoner playlist, maybe some music festivals. A good friend of the show, Bo Blaha, he sent me a message uh, this weekend. He was down at Red Rock. Is it Red Rock or Red Rocks? Red Rocks. Red Rocks. In, in Colorado, said best place to see a concert. And I thought to myself, hmm, I should hop on SeatGeek and see if they got any concerts that maybe you and I could go out to. Anyway, guys, the best part about SeatGeek is that they will give you $10 off on your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. So download the SeatGeek app today and use promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. That is promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. I uh, I want to talk about my, my, my new guy on the Reds. Yeah. Do, do a little Reds talk. Yeah. Even though I was crushed by the blown game yesterday. I was hoping to take three out of four from the Cubs, and uh, they didn't do that. But let's see if I can pronounce this correctly. Aristides? Aristides? Aristides Aquino? Sure. Right? Sure. Aristides not going to work here anymore, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he is the right fielder from the Dominican Republic. Now, you were, like, you were devastated that they got rid of Puig. Yes. Puig was your guy. He's the only thing that's exciting. At least there's excitement in, out, in the outfield. His hair is blonde. He's fighting the entire teams, whatever. They get rid of him. They, they call up a rook. And this guy is fucking Roy Hobbs. Seven bombs through his first 10 games, 14 RBIs, 
Hell, might as well just pull up his stat line. Through 10 games, he's batting 452, 7 bombs, 14 ribbies, and 500 on-base percentage. 6'4", tall, lanky guy. He's got a cannon of an arm, too. Yeah. No, he's legit. He's got all the tools. Now, it, it's funny because they, they get rid of Puig to make room for him, and then he comes up. He's basically first week Puig. He is. Remember, Puig was like a fucking crazy. I mean, this this has happened a million times over the years in baseball. You know, uh, for for guys that are my generation, maybe the name Kevin Moss rings a bell. <laughs> Remember when Kevin Moss was Mickey Mantle plus Babe Ruth plus Don Mattingly all at first base while Mattingly is on DL. He hit like, honestly, I think he hit seven home runs in a week or something like that. Everybody's like, we're losing our mind. Fuck Mattingly. But, you know, the the telltale sign for him will be they bring him up now. It's August. It's the dog days of summer. Uh, he's been playing minor league ball all year. And now they extend him out for the rest of the year. How does he play from now until October? Because this will be the longest season he's ever played. And it'll be two-plus months of big league pitching. But a lot of guys come up, and no one's got a book on them, and they go crazy. He definitely has all the tools. They definitely moved Puig to make room for him, thinking that they're essentially out of it, and they've got to see what these young guys have. I don't think the Reds thought that, by the way. You don't think so? No, because they made the trade for Bauer— even still today, I know how many teams are involved. They're only five games out of the wild card. Like, that's not crazy. Had they taken the yesterday's game from the Cubs, which they blew, they're only four games out. No, but I but I think it was a win-win deal in their mind is they're making room for this guy and getting pitching that helps them down the stretch and getting pitching that helps them going forward. Yeah. You know, you have to play the short view and the long view sure. simultaneously, which— you know, shout out to my Mets who have turned around their season. They basically did the same thing in saying, you know, we're we're looking to deal Wheeler and Syndergaard, but we're looking to add Stroman. And then it turned out that they ended up adding and not, you know, everybody's like, they're selling, they're selling, they're selling. Yeah. They ended up buying, and they're a half game out of the wild card yeah. or a game out of the wild card today. Yeah, you guys are killing it. Yeah. Lost the game yesterday on a tough three-run error. I mean, they didn't lose it on, but a big part of that game was a three-run error by, uh, well, it was charged to Alonzo, although my boy DeGrom should have caught that ball. But been killing it. We're going for a sweep of the Nationals with DeGrom on the mound, which would have been glorious, but still taking two out of three from the Nationals. But the Mets have been playing uh, a very easy schedule, and now the, the more difficult part of their schedule starts up. I, it, it had already started with the Nationals. Who's I have it? to ask. Did anybody send you videos? So uh, of 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 net catches, is that what you're talking about? Well, yeah. You didn't you want full speed? Yeah. So without nets. Yeah. Exactly. So um, I will shout out a couple of folks who have sent me um, some some things. I still and and everybody except um, you know the El Stupido brothers um, have been very reasonable in like, hey, how about this? And I would say, well, here's the thing with this as opposed to this. Now, I I actually, in my mind, although I didn't say it on the show, I thought if anybody does send me this and gets it right, it's definitely going to be 
a college player, a minor league player, um, a high school player, an independent league player, which I still believe. I don't know if you remember fucking the guy running through the wood wall back in the day that was like a big on every highlight show. <laughs> remember that one? Yeah. I think it was like Rodney McRae or something like that. But um, Can you imagine running through a wood wall to make a catch? But again, um, I, I thought that might happen. And somebody sent me a really good one of, uh, I think it was... Uh, fuck, I forget what college, but they were playing on the Astros field and, uh, he, he kind of dives in, but he dives over a player though. Like he's jumping to avoid his own player. Um, but the reason that I thought, Oh, you know what? I'm sure if somebody gives me one, they're going to say, because I, the point of my argument is not that players wouldn't do this. Not that players couldn't do this. It's that. You're putting your 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 safety on the line. That's why players don't do it. Not that they don't have an opportunity, but they're putting a sa- their safety on the line, and that is why the only time we've ever seen it is Jeff McNeil because he knew there was a net there, yeah, and he wasn't putting his safety on the line. Now, I think high school players who are playing for no money, college players who are playing for no money, uh, minor league players who are maybe not like the best prospects in the world or are just trying to make a play, you know, uh, move up in the organization, they're more likely to go. Yeah, I'm putting my body on the line here, right? Um, but I'm still looking. And and by the way, five koozies to you if you find me somebody that does it at those levels too. I didn't say that in the fucking negotiation. I, was say, I thought it was just my Major League Baseball. Well, whatever. Look, koozies are koozies. We love fucking sending out koozies. You know, I'll send you five if you find one. Hold on. We? We as the Royal We, the Dirty Sports okay. Podcast, uh, like sending out koozies. So if you send me one of those, great. But... I was making a call, even though I didn't say it, for a major league player doing it. And I will repeat for um, anybody who doesn't know, when you are the, – the thing that Jeff McNeil did that no other player did is like, I'm not talking about running and then like the wall catches your legs and you fall into the stand. Like falling – he did not fall into the stands. He made a conscious decision yeah. to throw his entire body in. So I don't care how fast you're running, and I don't care whatever. If you make a play and then your momentum carries you in, that is that is specifically not what I'm looking for. Yeah, I am looking for a guy who didn't slow down because he goes, I don't need to. And, and also, yes, was this a very particular situation where there was a low wall? Sure, but... There's dugout steps. There's tons of low walls. There's tons of whatever. There's tons of opportunities. There's walls in the outfield. We've seen it. They're padding. But what Jeff McDill did is he didn't slow down. And then, after catching the ball, dove into the stands. Well, yeah, look, I, we don't have to repeat it. I, I just... I was just curious. So, if, but if my, somebody my, had my sent point you is, my point is, if somebody's running and then they're and then they get to the wall and they fall over, like the Reds guy against the Cubs, that you're immediately. This is immediately not what I'm talking about because yeah. he hasn't made the conscious decision to launch himself into the stands. Yeah, Alex Gordon is the big one that people send me. Which, by the way, happened in the exact same stadium. He went down the line. He's running. He catches the ball and then his legs go over the wall. Then he goes over the wall. His the wall hits him right here and he falls over. Jeff McNeil went, I know what's happening and I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Now in all the times that we've played ball without nets there, where balls are falling just into the crowd, three rows in, 
I have yet to see a guy run full speed and be like, no, I know the ball is going to be in the crowd. I'm going for it. I'm going in there. Willingly. At the major league level. But fuck, send me the minor league guys because these are fun to watch. Yeah. Good. Get your koozies. Some yeah. drunk independent leaguer diving into the stands. Yeah, I have no problem sending out five koozies. We have a lot of koozies here. In fact, I got my first request for a skinny koozie for White Claw. I just want to address that real quick. Uh, guys, I just ordered 500 new koozies. I'm not ordering specific koozies for... <laughs> The skinny white claw. Now, throwing it out there, we did talk about maybe the next round of koozies have our face on them. Yeah. Right? How about in a if if there is a next once we go through these koozies and there is a next order about splitting it up half full size koozie with our face on it, half thin koozies with twerks on no, it. No, no. There's no claws when you're producing. There's no laws when you're producing the podcast. While drinking the claws, you know? No, because I, let's be honest. I fully endorse that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm all about co- that. Of course you do. But but here's the truth. When did you come on board? Last, uh, I think. F- like January, February? February, I want to say. I mean, your time's coming up. You know I'm going to fire you within like the next <laughs> few months. Like, that's the Ruther move. Like, you don't last more than a year around here. You're going to do something that's going to annoy me. You're going to like, you're going to like, I don't know, take something that I was like, this guy's stealing from me. And then uh, I'm going to fire you. It's inevitable, Aaron. We'll see. I don't. You might have just cursed the firing of me, though. No, you know. Can I, pro- can, can I after after this? Can I, I have a breaking news. Pop in. That's, that's in. pretty funny. We're just shooting the shit. Alex Rodriguez reportedly has five hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelries, jewelry and electronics stolen from his car in what city? San Francisco. Shut up. How dumb is Alex Rodriguez? The car-breaking capital of the world? Is this dude parking on the street with half a million dollars in jewelry in his yeah, car? Yeah, people don't realize. Have we talked about this? Like, you cannot, in San Francisco, I don't even have my cord. For your phone. For my phone out in my car. When my when I went and visited my friend there, he told me, don't leave change in your, like, console. That There's savages up yeah. there. A, a move, and Damo was telling us this, a move is to leave the glove box open. So as to say, there is nothing in here. Don't even check. Meanwhile, Alice Rodriguez leaving half a million dollars worth of jewelry in his car, coming back to find a jewelry box full of human feces. Yeah, very San Francisco move. Okay, okay so I have a question then for you guys. Yeah. Who is dumber or who is dumbest? Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, or Alex Rodriguez? I'm still going Dak yeah. because Alex Rodriguez was like that's made, nothing for him. He made so much money. It's like, well, yeah, who cares? I'll buy. I'll buy more. Dak might end up costing himself way more than five hundred thousand dollars. By the way, I'm glad you brought up a Rod because I want to mention this real quick, and I'm not finished with it yet. But I highly advise all the dirt balls to watch, including yourself, Joe, Screwball on Netflix. Oh, I saw that. I came across that the other day after you told me you were like Screwball. We got to watch this. Very interesting movie on the whole bio, 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 uh, biogenics, biogenesis. I don't know. The Anthony Bosch who ran that basically PED cover up, you know, wellness, whatever you want to call it. Right. It wasn't just a rod. It was Manny Ramirez and Melky Cabrera and all these players. When you watch this, I have like 30 minutes left. Not only are you going to be doing Blinking Guy meme about how it was run, A-Rod's people, Major League Baseball, how they handled it. 
Dude, you thought you hated Bud Selig before. You didn't think you could hate him even more. Wait until you watch Screwball on Netflix on how Major League Baseball handled it. I had no clue about the layers of Major League Baseball. Yeah. And this wasn't that long ago. We're talking how they handled it in 2012, 2013. Mind-blowing. I watch it. I watch it immediately. I'll go to my local video store and buy it or rent it. And that is by uh, Billy Corbin, who did the two uh, 30 for 30s on the U. Oh, okay. And also Cocaine Cowboys, which is one of my favorite documentaries about the the whole cocaine uh, drug cartel. That was Miami. This guy loves Miami. He's from there. Miami. Yeah. uh, Fucking drug cartels. Miami U. A-Rod, Miami's golden boy. Yeah. Florida's wild, bro. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. His his next documentary is on Pete Sestaro, Boca Raton Zone. (laughs) (laughs) The life and times of Pete Sestaro. But yeah, I I advise everybody to watch it. It's... uh, it's extremely fascinating because I even forgot. I forgot that A Rod got popped in the early two thousands and then got popped again. Like I forgot that. Yeah. I thought he just got popped once. The whole thing is just wild, dude. Florida blinking guy. Florida is just it's it's just an interesting state. Yeah. Where anything fucking goes, right? Oh, absolutely. Florida because so much like so much comes through Florida. Florida is like the gateway to the south from the Caribbean. You know what I mean? Yeah. All that shit. Drugs coming up. I'm sure. I mean, you tell me, but I'm sure steroids coming from overseas, steroids coming from fucking Mexico, shit like that. Like all that stuff. It's just like a white. And it's like where the south meets the fucking Caribbean. That's what I'm saying. And I didn't realize that Florida is like the leading state as far as like malpractice, as far as fake doctors. Oh, so many doctors in Florida. Like dudes, dudes are throwing. Florida's also fucking massive. That's what I'm saying. Dudes are throwing on a lab coat and a stethoscope, and they're saying, "Yo, I can give you fake tits." And they were they show this in the movie. <laughs> like, it'd be it'd be like a dude from fucking Argentina who claims he's a doctor who sets up shop in like Boca Raton and is giving women nose jobs, and they come out looking like a goblin. And you're like, "What? You just went to this dude? It's wild." Can't wait to watch it. Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. I haven't been to Florida in a minute. I'm trying to think the last time I was in Florida was actually in Boca to do a show. When was the last time I was in Florida? I, I don't remember the last Probably seven time. or eight years ago. I don't remember the last time I was in Florida. I was there for something some, somewhat recently, but I don't remember what. Florida's a wild place, though. Right? Wild. So much wild shit in Florida. And then even the landscape. Fucking alligators, bro. Yeah. And they have a major... Do you know about the the python problem they have? No. So, like, all these fucking rednecks and people have brought, I think it's the, the Burmese python. There's so many of them that they bred now. Oh, I've heard this. Now you can, like, shoot them on sight and shit. They're destroying the ecosystem of the Everglades because they can fucking eat everything. And they can actually, they can, like, battle with fucking alligators. So... These pythons, there's like thousands upon thousands that started from dude, people just having them as pets. Right. It's out of control. Fucking Florida, man. Literally, there's a thing, Florida, man. Yeah. Florida, Absol- man. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely wild. Okay, let's uh, let's get to the dirt balls. We have so many calls, Prano. Okay, out. great. We have, I think I have queued up here 
Uh, Can't wait. 10, 10 or 11 calls. We'll see how many we can get to. We're about an hour into the show, but uh, let's do it, guys. Let's get to some dirtball calls. Let me see what we got here. All right. Fuck it. I'm just gonna. Uh, I'm just gonna start firing them off. Hello, Andy. Hello, Joe. This is uh, Fat Jason Kidd, and I just wanted to know what sports performance in a movie would you say that the actual sport looks the worst? Hmm. Like, there's a tweet the other day that was going around about how bad like Robbie Amell looks in like this movie, The Duff. And it just shows him throwing the football. It just, it's the worst throwing motion ever. So that's one of like, the worst sport performances you've seen. All right. Stay dirty. By the way, quick fact about the Duff. Starring the man, the myth, the legend, Chris Wilde. Chris Wilde plays a teacher in that movie. So good in it, too. I actually saw that movie in the theater. I was on a date back in the day. It was on a Tinder date. Really? Yeah. And you suggested you go see the Duff? Well, the reason I suggested, I knew Wild was in it, and also that's when I was working for Lance Bass. We had had one of the the leads had just come on our radio show, and she was this, this very cute girl, and I was like, oh, let's go see this. I uh, So you've seen it as well. Oh, yeah, I saw it in the theaters with Chris Wild. <laughs> <laughs> I also just went and saw Airplane Mode the other day with Chris Wild, which is... A ludicrous movie. What is that idea? It is. It's. It's. It's kind of like a modern day airplane. I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, I don't even want to bring airplane. But it's. It's definitely going for the same vibe. But all of the world's most viral stars all get on the air on airplane to go to like hashtagacon, and then they re- refuse to put their phones on airplane mode, so the airplane malfunctions. And uh, Chris Wilde plays two roles in it: the pilot of the plane. And the air and the Australian air traffic controller, oh. um, fantastic and hilarious. The movie's like, whatever. Just see it. Like I don't even want to give it a review, but it's it's in, a, it's, it's in a theater. It, it's absurd. Yeah, but it's also like they did the theater and streaming simultaneously. So I think you can get it on iTunes if you're a Chris Wilde super fan. It's fun to watch. Did you see this clip that he's talking about? Uh oh yes, I yeah for sure. And then. I, this, this is why this, this is, Robbie guy, by the way, has been in like ten movies with Chris Wilde. This is like a this is like a production team. These guys travel together. Him, Chris Wilde, Bella Thorne, like all these people are all in these movies together. These are one of the you know a lot annoys me about social media and the internet. This is one of the things that I love. A movie that came out in 2015. Nobody thinks anything of the clip. Yeah, somebody posts it online. And then he freaked out. Did you see? And then he yeah. like went out in his backyard and started throwing the football around. And he, you know, he explained it re- like relatively. But it's like, you know, fuck the camera. Just like throw, you know, don't embarrass yourself. Throw the football. Um, so I guess his question, Fat Jason Kid's question, what's the worst like sports? What are we looking for? Like Like replica or... I don't want to say the word impersonation, but yeah. where they're actually trying to be an athlete or do a sport. I'm looking up because uh, I don't want to forget something. But, uh, you know, one that definitely jumps out to me is Tim Robbins in um, in Bull Durham. 
Tim Robbins, I know, is a hockey guy, but he should stay away from throwing a baseball ever again. Yeah. That, that was that was pretty bad. Um, I'm trying to think of what else, like, really stands out to me as especially bad. I'm just going through sports movies. Um, Got to say, like, the basketball and white men can't jump isn't fantastic. How about, you talk about basketball and white men can't jump. This this is going to go deep dive for you. How about the basketball in Basketball Diaries? Yeah, pretty bad. Like Leonardo DiCaprio playing basketball, dude. Yeah, yeah. pretty bad, pretty bad. Um, I'm trying to think of what else stands out. There's got to be a football movie. Oh, you know what's pretty bad is um, the replacements. I, you, know, I never saw that. That's the one with Keanu Reeves and Favreau. I mean, it's a comedy. Or how about this? Yeah. But Sinbad in unnecessary roughness. <laughs> oh, un, but, oh, unnecessary roughness. You know, uh, Bacula th- throws a football like sort of convincingly. Okay. Otherwise, the rest of the fucking I mean, movie Ka- athletically is Kathy Ireland's the kicker. Yeah, the rest of the movie is a debacle. Remember the kung fu guy who's like the defensive <laughs> end? He's like kicking people in the face. One of my all-time favorite lines, though. God, I love just like dumb throwaway lines in movies when they're doing the tryouts. Do you remember the backup quarterback in the movie? Like the guy who was going to start before he like convinces him to take on a guy who could throw the backup quarterbacks, like kind of a nerdy guy and they're throwing, they're, they're doing tryouts in the gym and he overthrows it and hits the backboard of the basketball. And he's like, Hey, Oh, I thought, I thought you were going to do one of these. <laughs> I thought you were going to do one of these. It's like, I don't, I don't remember that. I got to rewatch that movie. So good. It's like, Oh, you were doing a post. I thought you were, were going to do one of these. Um, what else is really bad? Oh, you know what's bad is the one with um, Robin Williams. Remember when Robin Williams is like on the high school football team? Is that like Wildcats? Him and like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell? Oh, my God. The, yeah, just the, I mean, Robin Williams playing anything athletic. Uh, and you know, you know I would never do this if it wasn't justified. Since I, Torx, what do you got? Best of Times. I just looked up Robin Williams sports movie. Yeah, Best maybe, of Times. Maybe, yeah. Who else is in that? Um, Kurt Russell, Pamela yeah. Reed. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. Uh, you know, I wouldn't do this because I fucking love the guy. But your boy Tom Cruise. All the right moves. I knew. I knew you were gonna say that. Pretty bad. Tom Cruise convincing everything. Not a convincing defensive back. I- I'm trying to think of some we might have forgotten. Rudy. Vince Vaughn, legend, shouldn't be playing a running back. <laughs> hey, tuck that ball away, Vince Vaughn. He's running with it like he's fucking Ocho Cinco or something. Tuck that ball under your fucking. Give me, have, a, have a little high and tight. Yeah, and I'm sure, like I said, there's got to be a lot that we're forgetting. I'm going through sports movies. Let's let's jump out of these. Let's be honest, the baseball in uh, Major League is not great. Yeah, but I mean, like, what are you expecting, man? Right. Uh, Moneyball, they did a pretty good job. 42, The Blind Side, The Fighter, Goon, Invincible, The Wrestler. This is just like sports movies that come up. Glory Road, Miracle, The Express. But Little Giants. Coach Carter, Friday Night Lights. <laughs> uh, the Basketball on Sunset Park. You remember Sunset Park? I think I ever the, saw that. That was the one with Rhea Perlman. That one was pretty terrible. Uh, we Are Marshall, I don't remember. Cinderella Man, The Rookie. I thought Quaid was decent in The Rookie. The Natural. Uh, the baseball was pretty good in The Natural. 
Hoosiers, decent major league. Any given Sunday, they get a, they did a good job at the sports. Yeah. All right, we got tons of calls, man. Yeah, let's do it. Actually, also a league of their own, they did a pretty good job for you know for girls, for sure. Why do you have to gender stereotype? No, I'm just saying, like, I, I'm just saying, if you're Tim Robbins, you should be ashamed that Madonna is a more convincing baseball player than you. <laughs> All right, this I, I I've been waiting for this call because I have a very strong opinion on it. Hey boys, this is Jake from Utah. Um, this isn't football related or sports related or anything, but the other weekend I went and visited my cousin in Denver, and uh, me and my girlfriend had sex and um she apparently wasn't cool with it and i just wanted to ask what? you guys what you thought <laughs> Did about you it rape your girlfriend? if you're letting like a family member stay at your house yeah the weekend he words it wrong when they're on okay. vacation would you be cool with it or is it not cool am i an asshole or is she an asshole um also andy we need some skinny can koozies for us white claw folk um I'm, I'm going to keep it short. That's all I got. Stay dirty. So clarify just a little bit like what you think he means. Because I, I, I think I get the gist. This but- is what he means. I thought I had the same thoughts as you. I'm like, wait, did you rape your girlfriend? Like, that's not good. He means like, let's say I'm going to. But st- in his very particular situation, he visited his girlfriend's family? He visited his sisters. He visited his sisters and had sex with his girlfriend and his sister wasn't cool with it? Yeah. Okay. Isn't that what he said? Or his girlfriend wasn't cool with doing it in Dude, his Dude, I'll just place. replay the call. We're not listening. No, I know, but it, it, it wasn't very clear. Utah. Um, this isn't football related or sports related or anything, but the other weekend I went and visited my cousin in Denver. My cousin. And uh, me and my girlfriend had sex. Okay, so he banged his girlfriend. And then he says, and she wasn't cool with it. So it could be his cousin that wasn't cool with it or his girlfriend. Either way. No, it was it was his cousin. That wasn't cool with it. Yeah. Okay. No, it was your See? Jesus, let me play and, the fucking call. Um, she apparently wasn't cool with it. And I just wanted to ask you guys what you thought about it. If you're letting like a family member stay at your house over the weekend when they're on vacation, would you be cool with it or is it not cool? Am I an asshole? Or fucking Aaron, asshole? you know what? This is why you're fired. I was right. It's his cousin. Okay. So I have a strong opinion on this. I mean, f- first of all, if you don't want somebody sta- having sex with them, then why are you letting a couple stay at your place? No, see, I completely disagree. And also, I completely and, and also, disagree, dude. And also, vice versa, if you're at somebody's place, uh, I don't know if like if you're staying with somebody or if you're staying at like in place of them is two different things, dude. Right? Dude, I'll say this much. If let me ask you something, if you and your girlfriend go visit your brother, and you stay at your brother's house. Are you allowed to have sex with your girlfriend there? Fuck no. What? Fuck no. That's retarded. No, it's not. Show sorry, some, sorry to use the hard R. Show some fucking respect, dude. What's the respect? Because what respect? What are you respecting? I think that is... Are you, are you not taking a shit there? I, no, I think that is so disrespect, because it's different, dude. That, that's what I'm saying. I, I knew I would surprise you on this. I think, I think you need to show... Dude, you can't wait the weekend... I think it's very disrespectful to bang somebody out of family members. Why? Because friends, friends are different. Because your your family members are what like super Christian. 
They you're, they don't approve of premarital sex. No, I I just I think it's pretty lame. I would, especially my parents, never. You wouldn't have sex with your girlfriend in your like parents' basement room if you stayed with your girlfriend. No, I wouldn't. Well, by by the way, if your parents have a problem with it, then don't let your guy be like. And and by the way, I'm totally cool with this. Be like, guys, you're not allowed to stay in the same room. No, no, and that's how my parents. Just so you know, my parents would be. They're still very conservative. I wouldn't. They wouldn't want me sleeping in a bed with somebody I'm not married to. Which, it's their house. I, sure. I, right. Respect those right. rules. And if you don't want to respect those rules, go stay at a hotel. I, I agree. But if you're gonna put me in the same room, and you're gonna be like, yes, uh, look, I'm not saying we're gonna bang the chandelier off. Like my parents aren't waking up to my fucking girlfriend's head slamming against a headboard. But like, I'm gonna do some fucking. I'm gonna do some quiet sex. Cause why am I not? And by the way, I'll also do my fucking sheets when I'm done. I'm not asking you to clean up my fucking. Well, well, okay. See, now, now we're finding some common ground. Cause in a way, that's where the issue lies with me. I would not. Well, she's got to, she's got to keep the change, or you're doing your own, or you're doing your own sheets, or you're like keeping clean. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's I'm not I'm asking th- somebody to like clean up. You know. Period sex sheets, like. But that's what I'm saying, Joe. Is that if I'm at my parents' house? But I do that anyway. I I, I do my own sheets and shit like that. If I stay by myself, I take the sheets off. When I stayed at Tony's place when we were in San Francisco, I took the sheets off the bed. I did the sheets. I got up four hours early the day I was leaving. Did the laundry. Put the sheets back on the bed. Made it like like uh, this. Is what I say to people who go to the beach. You know, you're gonna tr- take some white cloths to the beach. Leave it cleaner than you found it. You go somewhere, you leave it cleaner than you found it. That's respecting somebody. But it asked me not to get fucking P and V. What is this? Some sort of fucking Mormon household? But it's it's not it's not about that. It's 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 about first of all, I don't care personally as far as my place is concerned. I've made this known. Good, because Twerks and I have both banged in here. Yeah. So Ye. I Did you bang in here, Twerks? I don't remember. But so, so now you lied to me then. Now I, it, still, I still say he didn't. No, I didn't. I, didn't. I still I say he did. But I now did. you're getting sidetracked. I was trying to make a joke, and now you're getting sidetracked okay. on the twerks. Because I, because yeah, on Sexgate. Because because we all know, Andy fires liars. No, no, and I don't care if you did. That's my point. Like I'm cool. <laughs> People can bang. We need an Andy Ruther T-shirt. <laughs> Andy fires liars. You fired because you're a liar. <laughs> you, you're a liar. So you fired. Andy fires liars. I personally. This is my take. I would not feel comfortable. Meanwhile, you're like having anal with like Mexican grandmas in your friends, like second room, like like oh, bros before hoes. Like it is different to me, and, and and I'm not saying it makes sense, and I'm not even trying to rationalize it. I'm just saying I would not want to have sex with somebody at one of my brother's places or my parents. I've only had sex. This is true. Listen to this crazy stat. I've only had sex at my parents' house once my entire life. So you're breaking this rule. And that <laughs> and that wasn't even on... I lost my virginity at my parents' house. That wasn't even in a bed. That was the girl at the time. I was like a quickie on the bathroom sink. And then even afterwards, I had so much guilt. It's that Catholic guilt, man. I don't normally have the Catholic guilt, but yeah, man. I, I'm not. I'm not a fan. Yeah, I I'm I agree with you about being respectful, but I'm gonna be respectful and like I'm not having loud sex in your house, but like if there's if you don't know I had sex, then who's this who's this bothering? But but I guess the question is this then, Joe, 
I don't even want like the re- because the dirtballs are such savages who will tweet and Instagram message all the people that I could list. I don't even want to start listing the people whose sex whose places I've had sex in. I I, I list twelve people and you'll be like, what? But I guess it begs this question: If me or you is going to stay with one of our brothers, let's just say two nights for the weekend, we can't. Just wait two nights with a girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it begs this just social fucking restraint. You know, you know, you bring up religion and Catholic guilt. Do unto others as you would like others to do unto you. Like, dude, bang in my bed and clean the sheets when you're done. And good for you. Now, and bang, bang everywhere. By the way, fuck in my kitchen if you're gonna clean the counters. Now hold on a second. You're mopping the floors. Spray, you know, fucking paint the walls, guys. This doesn't mean that I haven't banged girlfriends. In their parents' houses, this means I'm a little different with my own parents. Oh, so you have you have just a blatant disrespect for other people. You're just weird. You're fucking. You're just weird about banging around your parents. Yeah, exactly. I already said there's no rhyme or reason to me. Yeah. But again, I have no problem with people banging in my own apartment. So it seems like you're confused. I'm not confused. There's just there's just no rhyme or reason to me. Right. I I think. I agree with the respect thing. I definitely, I'm all for that. Like, leave it better than you found it. But, like, dude, if my cousin wants to come over and bang his girlfriend at my house, like, by all means, man, let me help foster that environment. Like, yeah. you need pillows? Yeah. You need extra? Like, what do you need? I dude? mean, call me up. I'll give you some nucks in the morning. Like, dude, yeah. congrats. You clean up, man. Happy. Like, Call me know? an old-fashioned hippie, but, like, fucking free love, you yeah, know? Like, but, like, also, I'm not home. trying to stay up hearing it. I don't want to hear you. If, like, I let you sleep on my couch, banging your girlfriend, I'm like, I don't want to hear it because, like, I just don't need to know about it. You know what I mean? But if I don't know about it, go to town, bro. But you're also cool, to kind of reiterate, like, if you were dating someone who had conservative parents and they said, Joe, I want you to sleep in a different room. Well, what am I supposed to do? Fuck you. I'm going to bang your daughter. Like, I mean. You'd respect that rule. Yeah, sure. That's not. I don't. I like. I don't give it. Like, I'd be like, your parents are weird, and like, I. I. It's gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna be awkward breakfast table conversation when I bring up that you know organized religion is for fucking dumb people who need fucking. I mean, relax, relax. See, there you go. But that's what I'm saying. It's gonna make like more awkward than me banging your daughter is gonna be me just fucking undressing you for your antiquated religious beliefs and you're fucking being afraid of the bearded sky man. So I think just let me bang your daughter unless you want to have that conversation. Just let people do their thing, Joe Prano. Yeah. But I look too many people have been letting people do their thing when it comes to religion over the years. And what's it led to millions of people dying of wars. (laughs) We're not going down this rabbit hole. I always argue Wars would happen regardless. It would be some sort of other religion, which would be basically classified as a religion. Humans were meant to have war. Anyway, we can't we can't go there. You want to keep the date pessimistic outlook. It's not pessimistic. I just think it's human nature. We're animals at the end of the day, right? Animals have war. I dude, I watch so much shit on animals. Like we are animals. Yeah, we're also the most highly evolved animals who can have you know conversation chimpanzees have 99.9 percent of the same dna as us yeah and chimpanzees are banging on each other's couches all the fucking time and they're still savages too about killing i'm just saying do you want to keep the dating theme going let's go let's go all right fucking i'm rip roaring okay let's keep the dating questions going 
going on, boys? Kyler and Opsie calling once again from beautiful Toms River, New Jersey, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions and the heart and soul of the New York Mets, the hottest team in baseball, Todd Frazier. Um, I'm a little drunk here just calling because you guys have been asking for some calls. And I see Prano on Instagram with a new girlfriend. Congratulations on landing that dime piece. She is certainly an absolute fucking smoke show. Um, that just uh, brought up a question in my mind of what are, like, the benefits – and what are the negatives of dating someone older than you, like significantly older than you, younger than you, and the same age? Because um, I know Perino's had plenty of experience. Ruther's at least thought about it. Um, and that's it. You know, what What do you enjoy about an older lady, a cougar? What do you enjoy about dating someone younger that might be a little, um, a little less knowledgeable or experienced in you in life and dating someone your age? That's all. This uh, call is going to be about a minute and five seconds, so fuck your 60-second call, Ruther. <laughs> God, you're so angry, Kyle. Smoke some fucking weed, bro. Do a float lab. You're so angry at me. Um, when you said we should keep the dating thing going, I didn't realize that you were just going to let fucking uh, Tom's River's own Kyle Aronofsky just, like, paint my private life on, on the Dirty Sports podcast. But not enough for next time. <laughs> I think you've painted it just fine yourself. No one no one put you on blast. He, um, he only complimented you and dissed me. Yeah. Um, look, I I... Don't think that I don't think that it's smart to paint any sort of group with a broad brush. I know, um, you know, experienced young people and not experienced old people and uh, fun 30 somethings and fucking conservative as fuck teenagers. You know, there's some 19 year old Ruther out there somewhere who's like, we can't have sex because it's my dad's place. You know, like there's some fucking so I, lo- uh, I love how I love how I take one stance and I'm suddenly like this fucking Mormon. It's like I know I know that I, you know, cream pie to you for two straight weeks in my fucking savage studio apartment. But now we're at my parents place where, you know, shoeless dirt balls sleep in the yard. So we have to have respect for this. Yeah, I show sacred some- this sacred den of sin. We can't we can't have sex in the basement. We can only finger strangers during daycare. <laughs> like, did I do that? I don't know. Isn't there some sort of daycare molestation going on in your basement? Oh, I thought you were talking about something I did recently. Okay. No. Anyway, um, like I, it, it's tough to speak like to his exact question, um, because I think. Basically, everybody's different. Like every uh, relationship is its own show. You know, I I wouldn't put too much stock in saying like my last girlfriend was this and it didn't work out. So I'm going to try something different or my last girlfriend was this and it was great for a while. So I'm going to look for the same thing Um, because that's just not the way it goes. Like blondes aren't always going to be the same. Brown-haired girls aren't always going to be the same. Asian girls aren't all going to be the same. Older girls aren't going to all be the same. Young girls aren't all going to be the same. Um, There's pros and cons to everything, basically. There's pros to dating someone younger than you. There's cons to dating somebody younger than you. Same thing for older. Same thing for same your age. I mean, for me, I think the, the, the leaning toward younger that I have done for the majority of my life, the only pro is that they're less likely to be like, hey, 
I want to fucking go on vacation and I want to do what's our 401k looking like? And I'm like, oh, it's funny. I'm in massive debt. I do a lot of open mics and I do a sports podcast with my, you know, uh, friend on his couch like that's that's not something you'd normally hear from like a 40 year old and that's a bad thing no but i'm saying that's that's (laughs) that's something that somebody younger will tend to like what like overlook for a little while but then you know people grow and then they're like so i'm still doing that podcast you're like yeah i am so it's like find somebody who's into what you're into and like i wouldn't put too much weight on like age sex location race you know what i mean yeah it's all about perspective. If you want to date somebody that is going to maybe not rush you exactly, like Joe's saying, maybe younger is better for at least people in our age. You know, if I'm if I'm dating somebody who's my age, 37, 38, there's definitely a little more pressure to settle down, to have kids, all those sort of things. Also, this this goes back to a question that like a lot of times people will ask is like you know, and, and dirt balls have slid into my DMs and asked me, like, where should I, like, I don't like Tinder dating or whatever. A big question I get is, like, where should I meet people? And that's, like, a great example of this question. It's, like, you should go to the Everywhere. places. No, but you should go to the places you like to go because then you're going to find somebody who's into the shit that you like to do. Yeah. The, the Like, people always get themselves into trouble when they're, like, I heard this fucking club is the place to go. So we should go and we should get bottle service. And then we should, this is where you're going to meet like hot chicks. Like, yeah, you're going to find hot chicks who like to go clubbing, who like guys to pay for them to have bottle service. I'll never go there to meet a person because I don't want to do that with my life. Like go the places that you want to hang out. And then you're going to find people who are interested in doing the things that you like to do. So like, don't overthink it, I guess is the, is my answer. Are you, are you trying to chop in, ch- chime in here, Aaron? Just real quick, just because uh, I have a lot of experience with this. Because my, my girlfriend's significantly older than me. Um, How old's your girlfriend? She's about six months older. Um, <laughs> and honestly, as soon as I, like, I started dating her, locked her down. Has a great job. Uh, cool girl, older, just like. Now you're just, now you're just plugging her because she's yeah, going yeah, yeah. to listen to this. <laughs> she's just you know, they always say like older women are like you know, Titus like Plus. Clydesdales in the bedroom, <laughs> and dude, Lamborghini. <laughs> I don't even know Lamborghini in the bedroom. What is happening right now? I don't know. So yeah. Anyways, I I'm dating an older woman, and I, and I love it. So that's my take on it. <laughs> older woman. <laughs> Go home, Morris. You're drunk. Just do whatever you want. That's always my take. If you're into crazy girls, cool, dude. If you're into, uh, you know. Anything you're into, just do it. All right, let's get to like one or two more calls. I, I, these are a good batch of calls. I say we keep ripping. Get all the ones you want. Hey, done. Andy, Joe, this is Zach Keller, Indiana Dirtball, alum of the Chicago meetup. Um, I was just watching Hard Knocks with the Raiders, and uh, I was wondering what you guys think if you could have uh, a Hard Knocks for any team, like throughout. NFL history, like, what's one team that uh, you think would be entertaining? I think some of them Cowboys teams from the 90s would be super entertaining, but I'd, I'd just like to hear your guys' thoughts on it, you know. Stay dirty, boys. Thanks. 
That's a really good question. And, and you know what? That's the first thing I thought of when, before he finished when he said of any teams that could be on hard knocks. Those Cowboys teams, you had Jerry Johnson. You had Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith, Troy Aikman. Jimmy had, Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. Yep. You had some personalities. Sure. Yeah. I would say that that would be a great team. I would say um, the Niners teams, uh, but specifically that Niners team that won that when they had Steve Young and Dion and Ricky Waters and Rice. Like that was a they had, they had Ken Norton Ken Nord Jr. Jr. Yeah, they had like Merton Hanks. Like they, they that, oh like, yeah. Remember that was when like them and the Cowboys were in like the free agent like Cold War where they were like try, you know just keep one apping. They were like in an arms race. Um, you know the Giants team. Any Giants team with Lawrence Taylor would be fucking have certainly have some storylines. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Um trying to think what other NFL team like stands out as me as like having a ton of personality. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who else stands out of me as having like a shitload, but I mean, look, I'm I, sure we're forgetting some. Oh teams. no, no, I'm positive. We are like, but then, then you got to look at it from like the train wreck side, like the train wreck on, on hard knocks is always good too. Like how about, how about a chip Kelly Eagles team, you know, where he was like, they put together the dream team with Vince young and Namde Asamoa. And then he cut all the black guys and kept all the racist white dudes. Who were I think screaming that, the N-word. that was pre chip Kelly. Was it what yeah. the dream team? Yeah. One that was, was that Andy Reed? That dream was, a- team? that was Andy Reed for sure. Right in there would be, would be great. Uh, the Terrell Owens Eagles team. Uh, how about, I mean, yeah, I mean, but that was just such a fail. Um, how about the Randy Moss, uh, Dante Culpepper boat trip, <laughs> boat orgy Vikings team? Dude, can you imagine if social media existed back then? The love boat, they called it. Yeah, the love boat. That was 2005. For the for the young listeners, all the Vikings players were having an orgy on a boat in the middle of a lake. How about just how about a couple of those years? Remember when like the the training camp of the Packers was like everything on SportsCenter because it was far the Favre Rogers crossover years. The last yeah. couple of years of like Favre holding out and like wanting to stay, but now I stay. He retired. He unretired. Those would be fun. It'd be a good storyline for yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some of the like the the 80s or 90s teams that we might be forgetting. The Bills, and, uh, and, and like like year four of the Bills Super Bowl run. Like, what's training camp like? Marv Levy just being like, guys, I don't know. Yeah. All right, let's get to another call. Hey, fellas, it's Eric Drake here. Now, I'm just trying to be creative and want to know your basketball starting lineup, U.S. President's edition. Uh, condoms are for Kobe Stan and Marine Crap Mamba on Twitter. Fuck them. Oh, getting specific with a Kobe Stan. Yeah, love any hatred of Kobe Stans. So, uh, our starting lineup for U.S. Presidents in basketball. I mean... Now, now, is this normal basketball or is this wheelchair basketball? Because then we can play uh, Roosevelt. Shots fired. 
Um, I'm going with uh, Obama. First overall pick, the black guy. Give me the black guy, Obama. Uh, Lincoln's tall, Lincoln's right? Lincoln's tall, <laughs> right? Lincoln was tall, so we're going Obama, Lincoln. I feel like Andrew Jackson. Also, Lincoln, like... Lincoln freed the slaves, so like that you're getting a lot. It's just gonna be a hype video, like every time, every time fucking Lincoln dunks on somebody, like a bunch of fucking newly freed slaves doing like the and one shit, like running on the court, like dude. Oh damn! Can you imagine? Oh damn! Can you imagine dunking on somebody with a top hat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the idea of Lincoln dunking on somebody. What about Andrew Jackson? Was crazy. Uh okay. If you say so. He's like your Bill Lambeer. By the way, Lincoln 6'4", Lyndon B. Johnson 6'4", Clinton 6'2". Uh, George H.W. Bush played ba- baseball at Yale, I think he, right? Maybe we get a... I bet you he's athletic. Yeah. Obama only 6'1". Obama's running the point, for sure. Obama's a lefty, too, right? Yeah. I feel like we have our starting five. W- what about some of the other ones? Wait, well, who's our starting five? What about the... I mean, is, a fa- is, like, is like when they were president a factor? What about William Howard Taft, the fattest president in U.S. history? He got stuck in a bathtub. He was so fat from my hometown of Cincinnati. Like, like Reagan was six one. And really, remember Reagan back in the day? Reagan was a fucking. He was athletic. Yeah, he was. He was a hot fucking actor. Actor. Yeah, he played the Gipper. Yeah, you gotta have Reagan in there. But also a theater kid, so potential, yeah. potential like total lack of athleticism. Yeah, there's not a big crossover with theater and sports. Let's let's just. I mean. Obama's in. Okay. Link, Lincoln's in. Because we got Obama and Lincoln. Trump's out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Terrible. The 10 most athletic presidents of all time. Richard Nixon, they show him bowling. He's out. <laughs> uh, Woodrow Wilson uh, played center field at Davidson. Teddy Roosevelt, an avid outdoorsman. Oh, oh Teddy. How are we getting the rough rider? Teddy yeah. Roosevelt. Uh, George W. Bush. George, uh, George, hold on. T- to George W. Bush, remember that strike he threw after 9-11, bro? Yeah. Ronald Reagan. Uh, is Legend is that a young Dutch saved 77 people during his seven years as a lifeguard. Wow. So, George H.W. Bush, two College World Series. I don't want to sound. And, uh, I don't want to sound racist. I've seen Obama play basketball. I know he's the only black president. Obama- Dwight Eisenhower, West Point linebacker, famously battled Jim Thorpe in the 1912 Army Carlisle game. Bro, we they're more athletic than we thought. I don't think Obama makes my list. Uh, Gerald Ford played on two national championship football teams at Michigan. Was a team MVP in 1934. Re- frequent swimmer, runner, and tennis player. Damn, I'm going Gerald Ford. Okay. Eisenhower was a West Point linebacker. Back when, like, Army was good. George H.W. Bush or or Reagan. I mean, Bush was tall, right? Was Who's taller? Okay. I'm going, who's the first one there? I'm going, I'm going Ford, Lincoln. Again, tall freed the slaves. <laughs> Obama. Obama has terrible game. Have you seen Obama shoot? Dude, Obama's got fine game. No, he's terrible. I ridiculous. Leave him off. Get Barack Obama down to the and tennis then I'm courts. Going, and then I'm going Reagan and H.W. Bush. I'm going their whole ticket. No, no, no. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Nah, fuck that man. He was the, he was a rough rider before DMX. Man, just saying. 
I'm definitely not going early ones. You like no George Washington, no Jefferson, no John Quincy Adams. And George pa- Washington doing like a full Richard Jefferson with wood teeth. <laughs> like I don't need a mask. I got wood teeth, bro. <laughs> yeah, Obama's not in for me. You gotta have Dwight Eisenhower. I mean, I've never seen anything more reckless than leaving the only black president off the basketball. He's got team. a terrible game. You, you've you, at least you've seen his game. You've seen him playing hoops. <laughs> Old swingman Lincoln. I'm just picturing Lincoln dunking on somebody with a top hat and 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 a bunch of freed slaves losing their mind, <laughs> fucking and one tour style, <laughs> running out of the field. Oh my god. The original mixtape. You got time for one more call, Prano? I got time for two more calls, Andy. Oh, my goodness. I'm looking at that top one because I want to see what that question's like. Number one? Yeah. Okay. It's a quick one. Let me let me do it. Because I want to know if this came up because I, I didn't know it on a... Yeah, I don't remember. This call was from six days ago. Let me play it. Hey, Joe and Andy, this is Kyle. I was just wondering what you guys thought about The Office, the TV show. Uh, personally, it's my favorite uh, show, but I was just wondering what you guys thought about it. All right, thanks. I thought for sure that that might have been brought up after I didn't know it on uh, Does the Intern Know? Oh. And uh, the reason I didn't know it is because my thoughts are on it. No, thank you. I'm I'm good. You don't like The Office? No, it's good. I, I don't like I don't like awkward comedy. I don't I like I don't like I don't watch Curb. I don't watch uh, The Office. I don't watch the original Office. I also think the fake mockumentary thing is dumb as shit. Um, oh who, my god! Yeah, you didn't watch Seinfeld? Seinfeld, I watched. Seinfeld has awkward elements, certainly of the George Costanza realm of the thing, but. There are so many layers to Seinfeld that it's not totally just about like I mean, the awkward. Like, I I don't like I don't like watching. It's tough for me to hear. I don't like watching comedy where the elephant in the room is that no one involved in this world that you've created is going, "Hey, you're being an asshole." Like basically that it like you you do the joke all the time like oh you know the Home Alone like in Home Alone in 2019 somebody texts him and goes we left you at home sorry we'll be back in an hour all of Curb Your Enthusiasm is a house of cards that falls apart if somebody goes hey man uh you're a dick and no one gives a fuck what you think you hold on you say that this is where I disagree God I am the I love Curb so like let me just relax because. It's such a good show. Here's the thing about Curb. You say that. I think people, and I do. I just witnessed this last week. People are scared to just call people out. They they let things get more awkward and uncomfortable because people are scared to just say, "Hey, I don't like you," or "This and this is the reason why this is how things are." Cr- cringe comedy is not is literally not my. It's just like I don't like it. I don't, I'll never like it. I'll, I, you know, I think it's, uh, I think it's weak writing and, um, you think not, the, you think curb your enthusiasm is weak writing. I think cringe comedy in general is weak writing. You're basing the entirety of the premise and the humor on no one knows what to say. 
Um, to me, r- good writing is when you do know what to say. And that's why would- that's why there are elements of Seinfeld. That's why I like Seinfeld is because you have this one thing, one character that occasionally delves into no one knows how to react. He's awkward. He does. He keeps putting himself in awkward positions. I wouldn't but even a classify- whole world based around that is not my. But when I watch when I watch Curb, I don't look at it personally, and this is just me, and say, "Hey, this is cringe comedy." Like, I, mean, I yeah, uh, we will agree to disagree. So the Office was my thing. I watched the original Office. Didn't love it. Didn't need the knockoff. Didn't. It's just not my. It's not my thing. I feel like Aaron wants to chime in here. No, well, fucking Aaron's generations like they don't know. They don't know what the world would be without the Office. I do love the Office. I think it's. I think it's great. Um, but I also, I think I like uh, the show Parks and Rec more. I don't know if you guys have seen Parks and Recreation. Yep, don't like it either. No, <laughs> I think I like Parks and Rec more. It's a and funny I, and by the way, I think Modern Family is a well-written show and is really funny. But uh, the the reason that Modern Family to me um, lacks like being a, a like an epic all-time show is because I also think it's weak writing when you need when you go here's a situation and now somebody's going to stare right at a camera and do a joke about that situation if you can't write it in it's like watching a movie that has a voiceover like some movies like the voiceover is one thing but like if you can't explain your story without a voiceover then you can't then you're not that good at writing. If you can't make jokes in the interaction with people and you need somebody to then look at the camera and be like, here's the joke, I think that that's weak so writing. So then it begs the question, what are some of your, uh, we all know Cheers, but like, let, let's talk a newer, a newer sitcom or a newer show that's a comedy. Well, f- again, I don't, I La- don't. Last 15 years. I don't watch a ton of comedy because I don't think certain things are super strong. But, like, for example, I think Silicon Valley is I knew, a great show. I knew you were going to say that, but okay. That's not HBO. I think. I like Silicon Valley, and I think it is a good show, and it's well written. But I just, again, it's opinion. I think it's good, but to me, it does not compare to Curb Your Enthusiasm as far as, like, me laughing out loud. And also, I think. I think if you watch Curb, he's willing to actually address things. And I there are, I've watched a ton of Curb over the years, and there's moments of it I like. I've said that the gay kid on Curb might be my might be one of the funniest things I've ever seen in the history oh, of television. I love it, but that's like a great example of like that's actually you know the kid's fucking hilarious and. Larry's just trying to whatever, but like then when you get into like, why do you have to get my son a sewing machine? It's like, oh god, now we can't like, but I'm not gonna say it. But it's like that's where it's like it gets cringy. Whereas meaning, meanwhile, um, like the the sh- the person it- itself on the show is hilarious. I'm just pulling up like what people say the best comedies on TV. No, but but, so, I, but I don't care about them. Like that's I mean, but I'm, I need I need a reminder cuz I don't watch that much shit, but like um Community, that's what like I liked Community. I thought Community was pretty funny. Um but they have The Office, not a fan. Arrested Development wasn't my thing. Parks and Rec, not my thing. I love Friends. I love Seinfeld. See that 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 blows It's my always mind. sunny in Philadelphia. 
No, no. I, uh, I, incredible. I love It's Always Sunny. But hold on a second. See, this is where I, this is where I'm trying to understand your rationale. From from what I'm understanding, your description of cringe comedy, I would assume, and I'm a huge Always Sunny guy. Couldn't Always Sunny be described as cringe comedy? I, I wouldn't describe it that way. I think the the humor. I think uh, the humor. But, but to in me, it's that's... Always Sunny is is great because they go super deep on issues but they'll just like place it in their world and then you won't fuck you don't a lot of people miss what their what their point even is but then it's that each of these people has such distinct personas that like they that that's what drives the show like charlie's so fucking stupid and uh, you know dennis uh, is so cocky and arrogant so fuck has so much ego yeah and like and you know like that they're they're their distinct personalities take each storyline in different directions, but then all come together. That's why that show is well, well written. You're taking all these distinct things and they all go away and they all come back together in one thing. To me, that is so much stronger than like, basically imagine one of those characters is just super awkward. That's, you know, kind of curbed to me. Yeah. See, I don't agree and that's fine. We can disagree on that. Yeah. Hey, look, comedy's taste. Yeah. There, there are people who are gonna who would say, I mean, I, I imagine not a ton of people who listen to this show, but that like say like I don't Joe Prano's comedy is not my fucking thing, and that's great. And there's certainly a world for everybody to exist in, but to me, like the the awkward misunderstanding to me is just never like like if your whole premise is misunderstanding. Uh, that's that's like you're already not on my. But that's what I'm saying. I feel like there's tons of elements in Always Sunny of misunderstanding. Yeah, but I'm saying if that's the whole entire premise of your show. By the way, are they doing another season of that? I have no idea. They should. Okay, do we have one more call? Do we have time sure. for one more call? You pick. I have five up there on the board. Uh, pick a number. How about? Number four? Okay. Number four it is. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy, Brian Heinrich, and I was wondering who you think would win the fight if the real-life versions of NBA mascots got into a brawl. To make it simple, I'm going to go with what they actually use as a mascot. So the Suns aren't using an actual literal fucking sun. It's just a gorilla for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, so let me know what you think or if it might work better with NFL teams. So stay dirty and comes over who? Comes over who? So an NBA mascot fight. So we've got I'm just I'm just flying through NBA mascot. The Spurs have the Coyote. There's Benny the Bull. There's Stuff the Magic Dragon. Who's that? Maybe the Magic. Yeah, the Magic. Crunch the Wolf is the uh, T Wolves. Clutch, which I believe is the Clutch the Bear, is the um, Houston Rockets. Boomer is the Pacers. Lucky Leprechaun is the Celtics. Uh, Bango the Buck, Jazz the Bear, 
Harry the Hawk, Slamson the Lion, Sasquatch was the uh, Supersonics one, Pierre the Pelican, Blaze the Trail Cat, Franklin the Dog, Brooklyn Knight. So, the, just just running through some. I mean, Stuff the Magic Dragon is a dragon and he's magic. It's hard not to yeah. side with him. Hugo the Hornet. Sasquatch would have been a tough out back when the Sonics were a thing. A lion, though? Like, you don't want to fuck with lions. What about the what about the grizzlies? Hard to take out a grizzly. And 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 obviously the Phoenix Sun have uh have a gorilla. I mean, they needed a gun to take out Harambe. Rest in peace. But now I, I like the question is like the mascot itself or the are we talking about the animal? Like if this was a you know, like a if these animals came to life? I'm just saying if we're already down this rabbit hole of like imagining this we all watched Game of Thrones, right? This isn't just a dragon. This is a magic dragon. Stuff the magic dragon. He has mastered being a dragon, which I assume means breathing fire, and magic. He has magical abilities. So he's like David Blaine meets fucking the Game of Thrones thing. I'm going with stuff the magic dragon. Like, wolves are fucking ferocious beings, but first of all, this dragon's making you small with a fucking wand and then burning you to death. Like, what are we talking about here? How much weed is this guy smoking to ask this question? <laughs> like, that's all I'm thinking. Like, where do you come up with this question? Who'd win in a mascot fight? Bro. It's all good. I, I, like, I, don't, I, I don't have an answer for this. I, I don't know. I did see in the comment section a grizzly versus a lion. Jesus is saying a grizzly fucks up a lion. Does it? Yeah, hundred percent. Grizzlies are insane and they're so fast and way bigger than lions. You seen the Revenant? You see what a grizzly can do? I mean, didn't even fuck Leonardo DiCaprio. He's like because, a buck well, thirty soaking wet. Yeah, but he's al- he's also he's <laughs> also a like, lion. He's a god. So yeah. I mean, you know, you're gonna love this. So I'm. We're running. We're running an extra camera, right? Okay. For Amarillo, Amarillo, in Texas, and you know Nick D'Alessandro is going to be following us with the camera the whole trip. And I paid for insurance because, God forbid, something happens. Right. Like we're a hundred percent covered. It wasn't that expensive. Yeah. God forbid the side poodles don't have a net. A foul ball hits D'Alessandro in the face. But listen to what the. I paid for the insurance, liability, and coverage list. This is what it covers. I sent this to Nick today. We couldn't stop laughing. There's the normal things. Max liability, drops, theft, fire, lightning, earthquake, all, all like the shit that could happen. On this list of the normal like natural earth occurring things and then stealing, it says bear attacks. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah. Well, I, I guess... They're based in Tennessee, right? Which means Appalachia Mountains. Yeah, but also I would imagine that just like any person walking the Earth, it doesn't matter where you are, right? You're probably more likely to get attacked by a bear than you are struck by lightning. I just thought that was a random thing to put on the list: bear attacks. Yeah. Well, a lot of people get cameras and then they go into the woods. Yeah, looking for nature shots. 
Thank God I have a book called Bear Attacks. So there are causes and avoidance that lists the top 25 reasons you get attacked by a bear. Old school Joe Prano joke. Yeah. You know, you know the first time I saw you do that joke? Do you know where it was at? No. You're probably not going to remember. The first time I saw you ever do that joke was at... Oh, what is... The old show Marina Del Rey. Uh, the, the crazy dude. He's the the warehouse? The warehouse. Love that. Yeah. First time I ever did that joke, I, I stole the book from the... I think it was like the... Like Trenton State fucking cafe or whatever i was like look at this fucking book i brought it up on stage with me and pizza star was like this is fucking legendary you're just like riffing out of this book i was like not only was i riffing out of this book this book's so good i'm keeping it i stole the book and lost the book and rebought the book on ebay that's how much i love that book i wonder what your finds at <laughs> yeah yeah well it's funny because i actually just stole it from like the cafe i didn't steal it from their library they just had like books sitting around but then the one that i bought on ebay had been stolen from the San Diego Library. It has a San, it has a fucking Dewey Decimal System taped to the side. That's amazing. And a, and a San Diego Absolutely Library amazing. card stuck in the back. That'd be a funny sketch. You return a book to the library years later, and they're like, "You owe us four million dollars." That's that's like a it's like an airplane sketch. <laughs> why 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 you gotta why you gotta knock why you gotta knock fucking curve? <laughs> All right, guys, that's the show. The hotline is 310-359-8365. We're headed to Texas this week, so let us know if you're going to see us there. Can't wait. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Dirty Sports. You can follow me at Andy Ruther. And drop us an iTunes review. If you do that, I will send you koozies. Just leave your Twitter or Instagram handle in the review. Joe Prano. Uh, Joe Prano on Instagram. Please follow me on the gram. It's all that matters in life at this point. It's all about the gram. <laughs> it really is. It's all about the gram. Going around, going around, you know, taking Hollywood meetings. They're like, how many followers do you have on the gram? I was like, I don't know. Let me let me see if some more dirt balls will follow me. Uh, at Fix Your Life on Twitter. Uh, JoePrano.com for shows coming up. I'm uh, adding more and more shows around the neighborhood if you're in Southern California, down in San Diego, where I stole, where somebody stole bear attacks or causes an avoidance from the library. Maybe I'll return it when I go down there. La Jolla Comedy Store with Eddie Ift, my one of my favorite shows of the year. Um, so that's the first weekend in September, and uh, yeah, you know all the other stuff. And follow Twerks. You guys can follow Twerks at uh, terribletaste.com. <laughs> guys, follow me at uh, Diaz Interns on Twitter. Uh, at Aaron Maharis on Instagram. I also do want to. I do have one final plug. Um, <laughs> uh, so on Twitter, I've been it's getting a, final a lot. Final plug. On da, Twitter, da, da, da. I've been getting a lot da, 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 of uh, da, da, da. just like straight up pictures of of White Claws. Yeah, they should. You should be on their payroll at this point. And it thinks. Uh, do we need to do hashtag Claw Cam for every time I get Claw Cam a White Claws picture sent to me? Because I've been getting so many on a daily basis now. It's like I think we need to start the Claw Cam. Love it. Yeah. Um, and also, of course, at Aaron Maharis on Words of Friends. A um, couple <laughs> guys have played me. Always looking for more challenges. <laughs> this guy. This fucking guy. Okay, guys, that's the show. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week and stay dirty. <laughs>